is working on it. All right, Meredith Lucky Stars. So Hi. why are you listening? Hey there. So why are you listening, everybody? Go to MeredithLuckyStars.net and check it out. And then I think you've got like $44, like 2024 readings. I think I saw you mm -hmm. mention that on Instagram. So everybody go and go and get Meredith's, Meredith's stuff. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah, got my stuff. No, um, yeah, they'll, they'll just be like a round 20 minute um, 2024 astrology reading. It'll be recorded and it'll be sent to your email. So yeah, I would love to do that for you. And yeah. how you doing, Craig? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a, it's been a, you know, positive day, roller coaster mm -hmm. day. We're seeing as we're going to talk about many things, but definitely the energy out there, I'll call it the cosmic energy is definitely, this is a, a, a turbulent and challenging existential time. <laughs> yeah. It's like having to find like mastery, you know, on that level where like you can kind of um, dip into dip into and out of certain topics, right? Like in certain ideas, like sometimes I just want to go to work and go to school and not have sort of like the boulder on my shoulder, so to speak of like, you know, the world and what's going on with it, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Brian Scott uh, just did a video that was premiering uh, before this, and it was just called Let the Leaves Fall. And he was talking about that same thing. You don't want to be the guy, I forget his name, who's pushing the boulder up the hill and then it you know, falls down and he pushes it up the hill. Because he was referring to that as as the past. Hmm. You know, and it's yeah. like right now we have this uh, both a nostalgia for the past, mm -hmm. I think, um, but also the past seems very, um, uh, very dead in a way. It's yeah. I, I like ever since like uh, say January 2020, there's been a big, a big difference, and uh, the the past is both nostalgic, but also um, it's like an old person going to J.C. Penney's <laughs> <laughs> who like remembers yeah. J.C. Penney's in like 1950. Mm. You know, and they're walking back into it now, 1923. No, no, 18, 1923 would have been better. Uh, 2023, walking back into it and it's dirty. Mm -hmm. The employees are indifferent, don't care. Everything in there is is cheap. And you just see this like a, uh, there's a lot of zombies out there walking around who are, Nostalgic for the past, but yet the past doesn't exist in the present anymore. <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, in astrology there were some massive um, conjunctions of certain planets in January of 2020. There was like Saturn and Pluto came together in Capricorn, which preceded many plagues, you know, throughout history and. I think that plagues and uh, like tyranny kind of like seem to travel side by side through like the Saturn Pluto conjunctions mm. that have happened in history. Uh, so yeah, I think like there was a thing that happened and it's like society is changed and is different. And I think what I've noticed though, you know, we're kind of like inching toward a conversation about Neville is like, 
as I change, like, you know, cause really like his philosophy is that there's no one to change, but self. Right. Yes. So as I change and like, as I really, I guess I feel like I went from like the, the quote old man to the new man. Like, I feel like I did that. Like in the last couple of months, like, I feel like I went through it in like a tunnel and I guess since I've been changing, like the reflections that I've been seeing have been like directly proportionate to that. And like what I'm kind of like literally like brainwashing myself to expect, you know what I mean? It's, and yes. it's, and I kind of wonder like, <laughs> is this like level of having to like exert metaphysical authority? I wonder like, is it, a trauma response. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, am yeah. I doing this because I feel like I abs like I have to, or I might not survive? Like, I know that that sounds um, like a we're really starting it off with like the existential stuff. But I think when I started this process, it was kind of coming from the place of like, oh, <laughs> my mind is like running on autopilot, right? And I'm like, you know, kind of perpetuating these ideas, whether they're like about collective existential dread or about personal existential whatever, you know, I'm going through that and I'm just like, wow, you know, I I just have this autopilot and I'm not even like watching it or like concerning myself with it. And so what if I really like took that time and like cultivated the mental discipline to think and imagine in my favor, like, would that change anything? I really feel like it was kind of started because I was in like a really weird place, you know? And then I was like, but I can confirm that the last few months have been some of the best times of my life. And, you know, I feel like all of the Neville Goddard mind magic is definitely uh, the cause, you know, and like, and what it's done to me, you know, because it has a transformative effect, like when you like interface with the material. So. Oh, it definitely does. And now I think it is sort of a, a trauma response is a good way to put it because you can, <laughs> you, you, you can only put, you only say things, you know, so well, I mean, uh, but no, I think that we're in a situation where, many people have spoken about it where you see that like bifurcation of humanity, like the, 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 the major timeline splits, you know, and um, we've talked to people on the show about that. And I'm sure you've you know heard people talk about it and such where, mm -hmm. you know, humanities, you know, some call it like the 5d and that works, you know, however a person wants to see it, but we're seeing this evolutionary split. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because there's nothing physical. There's nothing in the world of Caesar as Neville would put it that right. can save us put it that way so like humanity is either the only uh future that the aware the awakening individual is going to have who's in touch with neville material because that's a natural thing you're going to find right you know? um from that plateau it's almost like there's one timeline then the other timeline which you know may take a lot of the masses with it we shall see is uh something's gonna happen that's that's i look at it like i really don't have words for it because the thing is is that right with neville as he spoke of you can skip between timelines let's call it you know mm -hmm. like you can you're 
there's only the, the this present moment there's god consciousness and then of course some things are i like to think of it as some things already exist like like a great big film real but it's infinite in every direction and you can be at any one spot at any moment you want to or even several and aware mm -hmm. of it and uh so since time's not linear anyway uh yeah. and you're just flittering through um, moments within timelines, I, I do think that humanity has a maybe a collective future, which is not so great, one timeline, but then there's people who are figuring it out and there's another timeline and they're on that. Even though everyone's manifesting the whole of it for themselves, mm -hmm. it's almost like there's there 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 is kind of two teams and they are going to sort of be together as we move forward, but it's strange because like, like one of the things we were, we were talking about a little bit via the you know, just like email was mm. uh, one timeline doesn't really have much of a future and one does. So it really, it, you're sort of forced to start uh, using the Neville material, manifesting and creating what you want, because I, I feel like you're going to have to learn to be at peace and thrive and manifest and be blissful in the midst of hell. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny that you say that because I just made my like first 2024 video out of several, because I think 2024 is like a really pivotal year. Oh, yeah. and Like it just has so much energy around it. Right. And I think I said something to the effect of like heaven or hell is like a world line away from one another right yes. and you know that it depends i think on like what we're consciously creating and i think that a lot of like the the principles of like turning even though gosh you know it's like i've had such a journey even just in the short a short time with this material that i felt i don't know if you had this experience when you first discovered it but like I felt kind of almost dissociated and it wasn't good. It was like this, it turned my life upside down first in a negative way. Like when I first discovered it, it was June of this year and it like tore everything asunder because there were things that like I was trying to like ignore or like, you know, trying to kind of like, glaze over and I like I realized that I was always on sort of like a path of like renunciation like renouncing things like you know veganism yes. or like more eastern right and I was always in that space and then I, I really stumbled upon it I really started to like with conviction reprogramming my subconscious after like everything exploded in my life and I felt like delusional and detached and like disconnected from reality sort of. Then I started to really get it because I felt myself like shifting. You know what I mean? Like where you can feel you're like, oh, the reason that I'm feeling kind of wobbly right now is because I'm in between yeah. dimensions or like states. So you talk about timelines, right? And like a states, state. Yeah is a timeline, is a reality, is a dimension, right? And so if yes. you're like, if you're in between and you're not feeling like quite anchored to either state, you know, what you're moving from and what you're going towards, you're not really going to 
feel very secure and very like, um, do you know what I'm saying? And so oh, yes. I really have felt like the phases of like the in-between, you know, and then, and then locking into like the state where I have my like wish fulfillment or whatever. Right. And then yeah. being like, Oh damn, like mm, I'm in it. Like we're in it. This is happening, you know? Yeah. It's been a crazy journey for me. And so like, I think that this, if there is a new earth, right. Or like, if there is like a new, cause I feel it. I mean, there's like a dimensional phasing or like a yes. rapture or whatever that you're talking about. Like if there is that, then this material is like how it comes, like how it comes around. I'm like almost certain of that. Like, you know, being like, like ignoring the third dimension almost in a way that's not disembodied, but just being like, meh, you know, because circumstances mm -hmm. change, you know, very quickly when you change, you know? Well, they do. Well, because you're manifesting all of it. It's like, like there's yeah. a, like, like, two of my, like two of my favorites <laughs> are, um, and, and I have that book too. That's like, I definitely recommend that. That's the Neville Reader. And it's, it's everything. Just start at, at the beginning. It's in a great order. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I kind of, my favorite Neville stuff was probably like the fifties and like, like around 1970. Oh, he did some great stuff, but my favorite stuff really is the, uh, and we'll talk about it more, but like the law as he would, yeah. and then you have to promise where everyone eventually will get around to, you know, reading about and getting into Neville and, and the, uh, the, the promise, but that's, no one, right. should feel, no one should feel guilty about not giving a crap about it because it's not practical anyway for a while, I think. Mm -hmm. It's like you're, you're going you're gonna to get the law down and then the promise will just naturally come. And mm -hmm. he was very um, – the promise, according to you know Neville, was very structured sort of as you become – that's called enlightened for a lack of a better word. You know, you start to have this really powerful God consciousness. And the thing is like around 70, I think that around 1970, I think that mm -hmm. Neville had, he was almost just getting tired of being in form and he was yeah. having so many existential experiences that he talked about the promise a lot because he was just so over having a body. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I think it kind of gets where it, it's almost like when I'm an old man, like when, <laughs> I'll start getting more into the promise because then it'll be more relevant right now. I'm like, that's a long way from now, but the, uh, yeah. At your command is the first one. That's a good one. And that's the first, I think in that, in the Neville reader. And, uh, if a person's wondering about, you know, the Neville material, well, we can define the law and the promise, but also there's, uh, the power of awareness. The, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. Feeling the, is the secret. Awakened oh, imagination. Oh yeah. yeah. So good. It's They're all great. So what I love about him, okay, so he's not a channeled entity like no. Abraham Hicks or Bashar, right? He's not like this quote unquote like superior consciousness that has come down so benevolently to earth to educate all the plebes. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he's he's himself and he's also Jesus Christ. Like in the Within same way. You. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so, yeah. I'm and also, it, yeah. And it removes fear too. Mm -hmm. One, of the, I think a lot of us have, um, you know, biblical fear. I was, I grew up in a, you know, somewhat mm -hmm. churchy household. And yeah. 
and definitely around churchy people. And I like bless all that. It's beautiful, all wonderful, good to go, you know. Um, but the thing is, when you get into the naval material, one of the things that can mess with your equilibrium is you know all that's crap. Yeah. That, that like, you know, the church in the corner, it's like, bless y'all, but you are so off the mark. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's not that you're egotistical, but you're just like, I've got it. And the thing is, I don't, I'm not, I guess what you could look, way you look at it is I know who I am mm-hmm. and I, and that's it. And you, you no longer have that. I'll just call it biblical fear. It's just it's, gone. It's so funny that you say that because like now, okay. And I'm not strictly only Neville. Like I've been reading like Joseph Murphy and oh, Florence yeah. Bill Shin and have been reading even from like H. Emily Cady and like some, I've been going way back into like the like 1800s of oh, like wow. Utah. And I find myself saying like in my head, it's so beautiful when I th- really sit here and think about it and contemplate it. I find myself in my head saying like, thank you, heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And just like putting myself just in this like trance or like, you know, and, and just being so it's weird. I've, I've never been a God, the father person, but then kind of reading Neville, I've, discovered that like the father is really just consciousness awareness right and so you can't really do anything without that you know if you think about like the father within like a home you know is like the backbone ideally of like of a home you know so we all have like god the father like within us and i think this really helped me to see that and i've been feeling so like protected and secure and way more provided for like my own personal like abundance sense has kind of actually gone up in the last couple of months um yeah it's interesting like and my capacity has grown to be able to do more and to like kind of you know stretch into new areas where maybe prior to that I would have been like too sensitive or like have needed like a lot more downtime. So I think in a lot of ways, like it's actually repaired my relationship to God, the father, what that actually is. Like, I feel like I've found, I like found something within myself. That's like a hidden reserve or like a treasure or like a resource, you know, mm. and it's, it's very powerful. It's like finding like your inner, you were talking about finding your, your God state or like feeling like just really feeling that like, that's something we're not really taught to lean into, you know, we're really like taught to externalize that. And, Oh, and that's a tough one. And, you know, for me, one of the things that happened was I was so uh, uh, frustrated at first. I was, mm-hmm. cause you know what happens is that mm-hmm. like you have such a habit of God being external. Yeah. And you, and you're, you're like, you're, you're, uh, even you can say like with like Abraham Hicks, like the law of attraction, you think you're going to vi- become in vibrational harmony with what you want. You know, mm-hmm. there's always something out there. And so when we have a world that's based on God is out there, when all of a sudden you go through say moments of awakening with an material and other material, because everyone's going to be looking at, you know, many things. Yeah. But because it's 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 on your soul's schedule. You've started the path when it was time for you to start it, but you've been working mm-hmm. on that for quite a while. 
being ready at that moment, you know? And then you start going through these just quantum, these just huge leaps of consciousness um, in the inevitable material, I believe. And so the thing is, is uh, all of a sudden God's not out there and, and you just drop it. And you just, and it, to me, it was frustrating. I was like, darn it. I'm so used to God being like this out there thing. And I'm so used to like the law of attraction. I'm going to really become, you know, in vibrational harmony with that. And it's going to, we're, we're going to sync up. Then you realize, no, I'm the center. I am, I am, and I am what I decree. I am my intent. I am my expectation. I'm creating it all. It's like, you're almost kind of sad because you're like, oh man, God's right here. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, that means I have to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I have all the power. I, I am. And then when you really right. get that, you know, people will get very mad if you say, well, you know, um, you know, if you put on your little business card, God, you know, here you go. Yeah. What, would, what would you like? You know, I can, I can envision that I can be that state for you, see you as that. And then that will be, if you don't believe it, I'll do it for you. You know? They'll be like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> I know, I know. It's become kind of it's become kind of fun though to yes. like have this type of um it's a whole new for me, new tape in my like in my mind. I'm playing mm -hmm. a whole new type of track than what I was playing before. It's very different. I'm like I think that he says maybe it's I, mean, I forget which book it's in, but he says to like treat each thought as an investment, mm -hmm. you know, don't and spend, I think, invest. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been really it's like it's crazy how I mean, it's just changed me. Like I used to really like feel the need to like vent and vent to like different oh. people like over and over about like the same issue. And like, now I'm like, Oh my God, I would not dream of doing that. Not that it's like bad to get things off your chest or whatever. It's just like a very different mm -hmm. way of living and way of operating. And it's not because I'm kind of treating my mind like a three-year-old child in a way where I'm like, ah, you know, you don't want to burn, you've burnt your hand oh, yeah. on enough stoves and you don't want to do it this time, you know, like, so yeah, I just, I think that I've experienced like the real fruits of like being like what Neville calls double-minded. You know what I mean? Like I've experienced that and the results of that in my own life. And so now I don't have time for that. I'm just like really like igniting the inner father and like creating my fucking life. Cause that's what I feel like I need to do. Or like, it's just yes. maybe it's the trauma response, you know, and that's fine. But like, is it the chicken or is it the egg? Like, were we always going to go through a period of evolution and, you know, uh, maybe we're being pushed to do this right now, you know, not in a bad yes. way, but like in a night, like maybe like the, the greater picture, like there's a reason why we're having to kind of like fire up and come up with like solutions in consciousness because maybe we wouldn't do it unless we're like, I mean, you know, you know, people don't do anything. They don't change unless they have a fucking yes. book on their head, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, it's true. And I think that's, so there is ultimately the, um, it's a God consciousness. So there is the consciousness and then we are it. And so, you know, when cycles are changing, 
you know, mm-hmm. I would say like we're, we're living in a time of, of an end of cycles, the beginning of cycles. Totally. And so it's almost like you're going to have to have, you know, be in this world, but not of it. And so your attention and your manifestational ability has to be on that new world, the, the next cycle. And it's not even egotistical. It's just a matter of like you as God manifested this individuated consciousness mm-hmm. at this time to step between cycles and that's it. Yeah. And, and that's it. You know, it's, it's, it's uh and is everyone going to do that? Absolutely not. I have no doubt, <laughs> but that's fine because I look at like, to me, there's something, I have this theory about the world, like the earth mm-hmm. is just a certain frequency range mm-hmm. and the earth itself will never change. The same shit will be happening in a million years. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you, on the other hand, will go to next frequency earth. If that, and it doesn't make this one wrong. There's no good or bad in it. Just this, you know, like you could say 3d earth is this frequency range, but then let's say 40, 5d earth is a higher frequency range and they might all be happening on top of each other, but Mm -hmm. there is definitely a state split, a timeline split where most some are going this way and some are going that way and there's a bit of lots of gray space but in general um right. as somebody put it there's like a love train and a fear train and they've left the station and they're going in different directions and there's no hanging out at the train station anymore you're going to have to pick your division which way are you going i think that's a little bit a little bit it's kind of laying a lot of cosmic rules down which i don't really like but i it does seem to be that way. It does seem to be that way, I think. Yeah, it's pretty, I guess, since like really starting to do whatever it is that I'm doing, it feels like reality shifting. I was hit by like, I was hit by a car like mm. uh, in the last like month or so. And I just got up and walked away. Like, yes. from, like you know, on, I was on my bike and I just rode my bike home and nothing happened. But it's like... I think I've just been experiencing some of that shifting and some of it actually seems kind of like lateral. It doesn't even seem like necessarily I'm going from like, you know, I mean, I think I'm in a, like, as I've been kind of traveling or whatever for the last couple of months, I feel like I'm in a much better state, but it's not like, it's not like I'm really going anywhere. Does that make sense? It's like, it's all here, right? It's all, you know, and like the being in consciousness or whatever that I am has access to all of it. So, you know, I think I totally understand what you're saying and um, feel that maybe there's like, since there's infinite versions of like you and everyone that you know, and me and maybe, there's aspects of us that are on both, you know, yeah, I can timelines see and because I kind of like, you know, I think when I've experienced that wobble where I'm really wobble. in between, I think that there have been times in my life where I've been very anxious and I've been almost like spiraling. And it's because actually I was like in between states and I didn't understand like what exactly was happening. Do you know what I mean? And so oh, exactly, I think kind of space like space seems to be like a farce, like it's fake. So whatever is happening seems to be happening on like a dimensional level, but it's all here. Like there's no, it's been described to me more by like my spirit, but it's hard to 
describe. It's like there's nowhere to go, but it's like within you are all of these like world lines, right? And that's like mm -hmm. the book Out of This World. Yeah. Is really good and talks about that. And um it's kind of like uh have you seen the OA? OA. What's it's that? On, it's on Netflix. It's a show. It's actually fucking amazing. It's but in the last scene of the last uh season of the you know the last episode, I'm gonna spoil that's like, fine a little yeah. bit of it. The guy that's like the super villain says, you know, within the human mind, like there's a multiverse. So all we have to do is like change our state on that like subconscious level. And then we're in a new yes timeline or, you know what I mean? Well, Neville talked about how mm -hmm. he would, how in, when he was in, let's say a uh, quiet presence, you know, when he was mm -hmm. meditating, um, he would see different versions of himself. He would go and see Neville in a different life, you know, and uh, so mm -hmm. you definitely are. And uh, even, he even talked about one thing that really is amazing that he talked about was where he could see an individual and he would see them in multiple states at once, mm -hmm. you know. So he would see somebody who had, it's that one story he talks about where someone died, but then he also saw them. So he was like aware of these multiple states at once from what appears to be one individual is actually an individual that is, see, we, we all think, Oh, I'm in this state right now, but you're also in this one and that one and this one and that one, and it's all yeah. happening at once. And so, yeah, it's, we're not living in a, and that's a tough one for the mind because the mind will never get it, but you can get it. And that's the thing, knowing versus mind. And you realize like, yes, there's, um, there's, you know, I'm doing this from multiple levels. I'm doing this from multiple, mm -hmm. multiple complete conscious versions of myself. <laughs> wow. There you go. I think that like the mind wants things to be very like linear, understandable. I think we've been kind of entrained and like we interface with this realm in a way that's very like emotional, like hormonal, you know, at least it seems very, Oh yeah intense in that way like the reptilian kind of part of us is like really dialed up you know where like when we have a reptilian brain and we have it i think for a reason but i think like that whatever that is i think that for me i couldn't do neville like i couldn't take the plunge on this and still be in that even though I know I'm a woman, I know I have cycles. I allow myself those cycles, you know, but I couldn't be like in this material and still holding on so tightly to everything that's emotional and hormonal and like that way of interfacing with life. Like I had to kind of take a step back and like be a little bit more detached. And I think that initially that caused me to go right out of my body. Like I didn't know how to do that. And it made me feel very like, 
dissociated, I guess, in a way. Like for me, I mean, I make make no mistake, it got worse for me before it got better. And then I really like pruned the vine, I guess. Like I've done yes. a lot of like, mm, like revision and a lot of like, you know, sort of like subconscious reprogramming to kind of expect the best out of like my universe, you know, rather than perhaps like expecting the worst yeah. or partially expecting the worst and partially expecting the best, which gives you a very chaotic reality, you know? So I've just yeah. been, but since I've become like a lot more congruent, more detached, more embodied, less emotional with this material, it's just changing the game like all together for me and um, really reminding me who I am, you know, like on that level. And I think that it's, it's there to help you remember your power, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think that with the, with the Neville material, and as you can see, people who see the video, you know, the, the Neville Reader, which is a, it's a great place to start. If you just start from one end, go to the other, you know, the Neville Reader, the ne Neville Collection, I guess they call it. Yeah. Because um, it starts with his first book and it goes in, I think, chronological order. And that's mm -hmm. a great way to do it, you know. Um, and maybe when you get to the power of awareness, you start getting past that. There is um, out of this world. Uh, there's that one section of one of the books where he talks about the uh, like being on a ship and having a vision. Oh, I forget. How that, I forget that one. But anyway, like go as far as you want, because eventually it gets kind of promising towards the end. <laughs> you yeah. might you might be. And if you really if you like the promise, then there's a book called Resurrection that he wrote. Ooh. And that's just 100% promise. It is the it is the whole God consciousness experience, and um, it's called resurrection. And I I I, I was in, somehow I was like inspired, and I actually like read it like cover to cover. Um, and it's it's all biblical reference. It's all it's really heavy stuff. So the yeah, resurrection. If you're into the promise, it is there for you. Read Resurrection. It's there. <laughs> you know. Okay. Oh, I haven't read it yet. Yeah. And another one is uh, The Five Lectures, which is, is which is five of his lectures. And um, it's on the prom uh, on the promise. It's very good at the actual manifestation aspect. All the, it's all it's in all the books, but that's a great spot. But um, somewhere in the material, because this is the thing, and I, I imagine you've listened to Neville in his own voice. One nice thing about with Neville is there's tons of recording of Neville. Yeah. You know? And many people have cleaned the audio up a little bit, so it's a little bit easier to listen to. I like the old grainy stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, like Brian Scott has read so many of his lectures. If you want to hear a modern voice read it, some people don't like the older style, older, older English, I call it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but especially listening to him in his own voice. There's endless lectures. Um, uh, a great one is just like um, a thing from the end, like just search Neville Goddard thing from the end. Outstanding. It kind of summarizes all of it. And, but along the way, I wonder if you feel this is that something happens is the best way to put it. You're something happens and you get it. And all of a sudden life is different. Yeah. And then you really are, I would say the promise you are not only uh, the law you are manifesting. And when you really have these moments of like, you'll manifest via a whim, you'll just go, I sure wish I had, well, wouldn't that be nice? And you just realize the problem, what blocks us, what blocks the law 
is that we try too hard. Yeah. If we could just have a whim and let it go. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the all, and that's the thing too. You have the experience, something happens, consciousness changes, then you begin to see results, things happen. And then you realize also that like, whether it works or not is all me. And so one of the things, if, if anybody who thinks that, Hey, you know, wandering around manifesting, that's just for fun. I'm like, F you. No, it's not. It's really hard because <laughs> as you get it, you be, you become Jesus, you know, yeah. you become who you truly are. And I'm still working on understanding Neville and like where you see David, David is your son. David calls you father and you have the realization of who you are. Mm. Like I'm still working on grokking that one. I don't yeah. get it, but I know one day I will. And maybe I'm like holding off because that one's just too much for right now. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I mean, there have been some times where I've been listening to like, okay, so I live pretty much at the entrance of the Smoky Mountains. So I'll mm. go into the woods just behind my house and I will walk and I will listen and my wired headphones to Neville you know, and I think that like, for me, what I'm running into is that when I, when I walk and I am listening to these lectures and I'm tuning in and I'm really feeling into everything that he's saying, I start to imagine, and it's like, I imagine for my friends and my family. And like, I noticed that like, okay, so for myself, I have some pretty specific, like, goals or whatever that I'm working yeah. on. And of course, one of the virtues that I've gotten from this is go tell no man, right? Yes. That you should operate when you're doing your manifestation practice, mostly in secret, right? And so, you know, I have been working on these very specific goals, you know, and it is taking some time because I think that we maybe aren't as like, energetically and subconsciously clear as it might have been attainable to be in the 50s, right? I yes, think that I there's a true. lot of noise, you know, but I think the more that I've stepped down that path, like the more that I've really relaxed, I can very easily manifest for other people. It's kind of interesting. Like my mom, you know, called me the other day and she told me that, and every, you know, after I got into that little accident, I had this like, some of these like intrusive thoughts about like me hurting my back or something. Right. And, you know, I start to like, really, I'm like, skirt. Nope. We're not doing that. You know, because that's, I know that that's how these things kind of create and perpetuate, but it makes me wonder like, okay, well, did I get hurt in that accident on like another? Yes. Another yeah. state? Because I think I was shifting like as it was happening, you know? And so, um, you know, so my mom, weirdly, you know, she reached out to me. She was like, I hurt my back. I hurt my back. And so I spent like five minutes in sort of like affirming. I was just on my, I was in my car. I was on the highway or something. And I was just like affirming for my mom and her back. And, oh, isn't it so wonderful that my mom is like perfect and happy and healthy and like has a perfect spine. And I was just, you know, going off in my delusional like la la land or whatever and my mom messaged me that night and she said I don't know what happened but my back is like feeling so much better it feels mm -hmm. like it's taken me back to normal 
you know, she didn't know that I was doing that, but it's like, you do have a lot. It, it's, it's fun to practice and to try it out and like to see it working too, because I know my things are pretty big things, you know, or they're like, I'm having to go from one state all the way over here to a state that's like different for what I'm trying to create. So it is taking a little bit of time, but it's like, I know that once these seeds, I just have such faith that once the seeds are impressed, yes, that's what really matters is like really, truly impressing your subconscious mind. And I think that there's different ways of doing that, you know, for different people. And it's fun to try all the ways that people, you know, say to do that. I think that the state akin to sleep for me has been the most um, beneficial practice like of all of his methods you know oh yeah and nice thing about that is if a person is wondering like what is that state akin to sleep well it's here it's in at mm -hmm. your command and you can um if you want to just hear that uh you can go to um brian scott on youtube and mm -hmm. he's read a lot of the um neville books and just listen to him read at your command it's not even an hour it's like 40 minutes and uh Honestly, if you don't overcomplicate it, which I'm extremely talented at, I mean, I, I own that shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Me too. Uh, yeah. So there you go. You know, um, uh, that's all you need. Really. If, if we all truly understood, like if it was, if we knew it and we were doing it and we had, as Neville says, prove it to yourself, put it to the test. Yeah. You know, if we had this little dinky book here, it's so narrow, you know, not even with a pencil, you know, if we got that, that'd be it. And one thing I've noticed too, and I wonder if you do is something happens as a change and you just know when it's happened. Okay. Um, but also things begin to manifest like your life just works and amazing things manifest. And this is the tough one is that the most amazing stuff that happens is things that I wasn't even deliberately creating. Yeah. And so where is that coming from? But it, but I have faith in that. I have that expectation. Mm -hmm. Well, let's kind of like look at, let, let's look at this, like this doctrine, right? If you, because if you think about a lot of this stuff that, okay, like astrology is one thing, the world being how crazy it is, is another thing, right? Technically, according to Neville and these principles, you're creating all of it. Yes. Right? Uh, on that individual level, like you are creating your universe. So is there is there a collective, Right. Is astrology, which is something that I've been doing as a profession for like almost 10 years. Like, I, I mean, I'm 32, but I've been doing it since I was young. Like, is that something that like I've really backed away from even using like personal divination in the sense that like I don't want it's like I'm door slamming on things that are not what I want. And so if there's like, you know, the, the astrology is very Nostradamus and it's very complicated right now. And it's like, 
that I just haven't really been feeling it and sympathizing with it much in the same way as I used to. And, you know, I've been also very much in my own fucking world where like, okay, you know, recently I've been going to massage school, uh, you know, to become a massage therapist. And that's been because I just have like an interest in the body and how the body factors into this all right. Like, um, you know, when you release like a knot out of your fascia, like you're literally like clearing like a trapped emotion, which is putting you in a completely different state, right? So, you know, I think that like there's ways that the body factors into this all and Oh, it does. I, Absolutely. Right. And so I've just been like really nerding out on that. And I took a job at a um like a front desk little jobby job, like as yeah. a you know, just to kind of like, so that all of my work isn't so heavy, you know, not that it's all heavy, but it's like sometimes with astrology, like you're really feeling into a lot with people. You're really like going there with people. And it's not that I don't love doing that. I do. But I was like, you know, like a little part-time jobby job will do me some good, you know, and I'll go meet people like in my area. Cause I'm like, not like, I've only been living here for like two years, you know, and I'm still, it's like a, like the mountain Appalachia of, of North Carolina, like an hour from the Tennessee border. So there's not really a whole lot of social stuff going on. And the place that I started to work, there's like all these really nice people. So I've yeah. just been kind of like really allowing myself, which is kind of unlike the uh, renunciation path that I felt like I was on before where I feel like now more like my desires are yes. leading me into the most spiritually divine yes. place I've ever been in, where I feel like when I was in a more renunciation path of like giving things up and like, you know, I mean, people that go deep into like the conspiracy side of things, you know, they'll give up like a bunch of different modern, you know, comforts and you know they'll like really like watch carefully everything that they eat you know it's like a very specific like they'll go really really clean and really really pure whatever that is right I felt like I was kind of there and then I started to allow my desires more to like fuel me in that direction and then that's where I've been like really shifting states and all of that stuff but I think that's interesting. I think that maybe there's somewhat of a program that keeps people in that renunciation, mm -hmm. withdrawing entirely from the world or whatever. And, you know, I've been like having more exposure to like the world in the last uh, couple of months since I've been doing this. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's it makes been sense. really good. It, like, it encourages you to really live. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's encouraged you to have money, to have what you need, to take up space, to have enjoyable experiences where I feel like there's a part of spirituality that says just like turn away from everything, you know? Mm. Yeah, well, and that's one of the many traps that is put there for us. Like, um, yeah, I think that <clears throat> it's sort of like when you're when you have a job when you're working um your boss might like you and want you to do well but they don't want you to do too well because then you'll leave 
right? So they they, 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 kind of want you to do well within a certain frequency range. You know what I mean? It's like you filed so good, but don't have any self-confidence, okay? You're really good at what you do here, but you'd never make it outside of here, okay? So just remember that, you know? And they're not doing anything wrong. They're just preserving their own self-interest, really. Um, yeah. but that's but that's really not the healthiest place to be coming from, but still. Um, and so I think that religion is like that. The mm-hmm. church in the corner, you know, come here, give us, give us your 10%, keep coming, support the church, keep this structure, you know, uh, uh, working. Um, but like the church does not want you to realize, does not want you to read a book on Neville. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that without sounding conspiratorial, it's not that. It's just that we have a lot of programming. Humanity has a lot of programming to keep it mm-hmm. from. It's like the whole idea of people will say this thing like, you know, service to self, service to others. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? You can take that narrative and just get lost. I don't care. Right. It's stupid. And that that's your narrative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not mine. And so I do think that the more and more that we come from silent presence, like the Mm. hardest part of my day, not the hardest part, but the hardest thing I do every day is getting up early. That's not so hard, but to meditate, silent presence, being conscious, being the, I am spending time there. And then when your life starts to manifest from that place, that's the magic. And it is you creating, you know Mm. what I mean? It, It is you. There's, so that's the thing that, yeah, that there's no words for some of this stuff, but it's like you, I, know. I, I do think when a person begins to manifest magical stuff from silent presence that they know never would have happened even by their own mind, but just this Taurus of energy begins to enter the earth plane, you realize that this is serious stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it's almost like, the manifesting of the law. Um, I think a person, if they have a hang up on it being materialistic, you'll get past that really quick once it begins to happen. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, there's, this is why I do like Joseph Murphy for like the reason that he's very much like practical because he recognized that like when he was coming up, people were trying to get ahead and they were trying to, get what they want, you know, rather than perhaps like seeking enlightenment. Like I feel like the promise and the I am presence and all of that stuff that we learned from Neville and also Joseph Murphy. I mean, he was very reverent to the energy of like infinite intelligence, but I do find like some of the techniques and some of the like modus operandi that he rocks with is a little bit more practical than Neville, which is all about just like this very cosmic, like quantum, you know, like I I find a lot of like practical benefit in learning from Joseph Murphy too. And I think that it's kind of interesting how they all have like slightly different perspectives in terms of like Neville say having, you know, people have no free will right? Which is, that's pretty deep. But when you actually look at the people in your life, you know, and the way that they act, it's very much based on the way that you expect that they would act. So for me, like, I really had to clean up, like, 
a lot of my beliefs around like men and around relationships and around like finances. I think that there's just like a lot of like, it's like you said, humanity is very programmed and at the root of some of that is very deep, like core wounds of like feeling abandoned by God would be like one thing that that's a very deep um, core wound of humanity is feeling like, you know, God has left me or like, you know, uh, feeling there's like an abandonment wound. And then like, like we're seeking sometimes like a savior, you know, and then like we're, we, humanity has done that several times where we've received like some type of savior and then the savior shits all over us because hello, it's a test, you know, (laughs) like, because, you know, like God is salvation, but what that is, is like more what you're talking about with like the mystical, with the promise and like really experiencing and knowing that, you know, that I and the, I and the father are one or whatever. But like, I just think that until someone is willing to go in and like prune the vine, then yes, they're yes. not going to like, it's going to be like how I was like on autopilot. And honestly, not to toot my own horn or whatever, but self-concept is the, it creates the world that you live yes, in. Yes, it does. I'm a pretty smart cookie and my brain is always going to be firing off, doing the thing. I'm always going to be having that, like a tape is always going to be playing. Like I love the people who can just sit in quiet presence, but for some reason, I don't know if it's my human design or my whatever, oh my but I am a thinking thing. And I think that when I think singularly as opposed to, uh, you know, in like in a double minded state where I'm like very much thinking in my in my favor some of the time and then the rest of the time I'm like, you know, these like intrusive, well, you're not good enough for this or like, of course, he would do this because ABC, you know, and just all of the gunk that we accrue, where does that come from? Right? Like, that's like, when you're pruning the vine, right, you are crowding out uh, like these ancient, you know, like grooves that we've just been in for so many years, right? Like thousands of incarnations of just kind of like, you know, and, and also clearing ancestral patterns. Like yes, when you, you are. Mm-hmm. When you are like pruning the vine, which just means to change your belief system. That's what I take it to mean you know, repeating something enough times to where you accept it, like your subconscious accepts it and it becomes like a fact or a belief. You persist until the assumption hardens into fact, right? When you're doing that, you're just, you're really deleting like things that have been in your bloodline and in your family and in your soul's little journey down the rabbit hole falling asleep, you know, to who and what you are. And then you can wake up and like, you can realize like, you know, who you are and you can begin to, I just think it's our belief system really matters, which is why I think there's been so much control exerted over it. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it has been, and it still is. And I think the only way you step out of that is, and this is a, I don't know any other word to use for it. I just call it, uh, if awakening is on your timelines schedule, then you do it, you know? And some people are born 
very awake. Like you look at uh, Swami Yogananda, mm -hmm. like a, a Paramahashna Yogananda, the whole, the book, you know, autobiography, autobiography of Yogi. Mm -hmm. He remembered being frustrated as a baby because he couldn't move court in a coordinated way, you know? So, wow. So if you're like really there, you're bored as a baby waiting to get bigger. <laughs> so yeah, well, basically hopefully. all of us are one way or the other. We are, if it's on your schedule to awaken, then you can step out of being on autopilot. And that is, you know, people should be kind to themselves because that is a, a big deal. And when you mentioned like pruning, there's an Neville Goddard lecture and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's, just, it, it's in his own words, it's Neville Goddard, the pruning series of revision where he talks about the unfruitful band, unfruitful, unfruitful branch being, being trimmed, you know, right. and that's a big deal. We need to do that. And, um, um, yeah, it is. I think right now we're in a time where, like you mentioned, quiet presence is very hard. And I think that's where maybe the, maybe the, there's a real, I think a renaissance of Joseph Murphy, of uh, Neville Goddard, yeah. because in this, I would call it like the like existentially turbulent time changing of cycles, um, crazy astrology, uh, you know, America's Pluto yeah. return. There's so much going on yeah. that it's like you could say almost like it's not Neville that you're, is your savior. It's maybe through that material, you're realizing that you are your own. Yes. And then you find that you're, you can manifest the timeline, the states that you want through this cycle, because it's like being in that quiet presence. Like I said, that's my hardest thing every morning, mm -hmm. you know, is to spend some time there. And I know it's the key, you know, but like, if I get 10 minutes, I totally won, but it's hard. It's hard. I think we're at a time where maybe that's why the material is becoming so like, like re-entering consciousness. It never really left, but it's re-entering consciousness. Is oh, because... there's a huge surge of people that are discovering Neville for the yeah. first time, like myself. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to ask you because we, you, okay. So you mentioned the pruning shears of revision, right? Yeah. I want to, it's in one of his books too, where he talks about it. And I want to like find which book it is. And that's why I'm kind of thumbing through it. Yeah. I don't remember. So when I first started this material, obviously, I mean, I've said it multiple times, my state was not what it is now. And I was, you know, really creating a lot unconsciously that um, it just all blew up and exploded in my face is how it felt like literally. And so I was in like kind of a sensitive sort of delicate, very twilight, like what, you know, like kind of a space. Right. And I think at that point in time, like I found not only these teachings, but also revision uh, specifically to be extremely like important, yes. but ungrounding. Like the one time that I used it successfully before re very recent, which I want to talk with you about just to get your opinion and, and you know, your, your personal methods and all of that stuff. I've had a really good time with it recently, but the only time that I really used it successfully was when I revised my mom's um, like carrying of me basically and birth, you know, where she gave me, like, you know, she didn't give me any shots, like right in the revised version of my, of my birth. And, you know, there's been a lot of like changes in my consciousness that have resulted from me doing that 
revision and that ritual where I went into a very deep trance state. But I think after that, I didn't really do revision properly because things weren't, the new memories were not being impressed, right? On my subconscious. So I was just consciously imagining daydreaming things and they weren't impressing themselves. So they weren't really changing the past, if you know what I mean. So I would run into like these big emotional walls and roadblocks with regard to that. Right. And then I guess it was like a month ago, maybe I discovered this one uh, very traditional Neville YouTuber on, um, on YouTube. She was like, a, her name is Missy Renee. She's very Neville, straight Neville. And that's what she teaches. And that's what she talks about is just like his material. She's like a traditionalist, I think, you know, in that way. And she loves revision. She's like, revise it, revise it, revise it, revise it, you know? And so I have been in the last like maybe two weeks doing a lot of revision. And it's because I felt like I was kind of like, internally stable enough to recreate some like memories where I felt like I think what I'm trying to say is that for me nervous system regulation has been a necessity with how mm -hmm. transformational this work has been for me getting exercise doing breath work like doing things that put me in you know like keep me in my body mm -hmm. and I think that's changed um the impact of like some of these teachings but i think i was doing revision wrong initially and i just want to talk to you about like how you like to do revision and like what's your process and like what has your experience been with it because some people they don't notice any external changes they just do it to feel better about their own life and their own circumstances in that moment and then that kind of changes their state changes their timeline right yeah some other people have experienced extreme changes to where other people were like affected by their imaginings of like of the past. So I'm just wondering what you think about it. I was really like hoping to like pick your brain on this. So I'm glad that it yeah. came up. Yeah. Well, there is that great lecture in, in Neville's own words, burning shares of revision. And then I know that it's a chapter in one of his books, but I forget which one and he talks about mm -hmm. it too. Um, so I think, something that comes up and is that you, we start to have lots and lots of thoughts of our past. Mm -hmm. um, and this is just something that, you know, for so many reasons can be coming up, but I'm just going to say for, you know, Hey, awakening people, right. You're feeling it. You get these, you realize that <clears throat> there are regrets there are memories that are, you know, we like our good memories also, but sometimes we need to kind of purify those. There's so many memories that are a part of our current energy that we've brought forward that are keeping our reality from being what we'd like it to be, you know? And I also think that we keep uncovering these things. Like oh, we yeah. Did, like we didn't know it was there. And all of a sudden it hits us and you go, oh my gosh, you know? And so, uh, oh yeah, I think I think we literally have to go back to that moment. So for me, for revision, you know, 
Um, it can be in a state akin to sleep. It can just be in, you know, meditation. Um, you know, I, I like listening to uh, mm. like med me meditative music. One of my favorite times is the morning just because now if you're an yeah. evening person, it can, it, everyone's different. But for me, like I love when the world is quiet, you know, mm. and so I love like, the morning. yeah. So if you get up early, the, 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 the world is quiet, you know, and it's your time. And so I'll just sit and focus on the body's energy, you know, like, and, and just be sometimes mm. listen to like binaural beats or something, you know, sure. listen to st something like that. And I think one of the things about revision is it can take a good number of tries. You know, sometimes yeah. you, you, you'll know you've got it. Maybe you get it in one shot or maybe it takes a couple tries um, maybe you think you've got it. And then six months later, you have to kind of do a little bit more work. So mm -hmm. I think it's definitely a process and it's really imagining because it really, I think revision is a big deal because there's so many things in my life that I just, uh, regret, <laughs> you know, um, there's a great movie. I think it's called Magnolia. Mm -hmm. And um, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Okay. So there's a movie called Magnolia and, Oh, the little, little bit of a spoiler here, but like this guy was an asshole, you know, in his life. Mm. And um, he on his deathbed was saying like, cherish regret because it's the only thing of value you'll have of your life. If you were an asshole your whole <laughs> life, you know, now, I don't want to, I don't want to go do that. Right. But, Listen, he, yeah. but, but, but like, he was like, you know, so I have regret, you know, and it's just, that's all. I'll put it that way. I have regret. You yeah. Know, like, like, like you, you wish you'd done something differently, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and maybe the universe was saving you from making a mess, but one or the other, you regret. And so maybe you had a good time, but you could have had a better time. Maybe your heart mm -hmm. wasn't open enough and you didn't really experience what your soul really wanted to experience. You know, it's this regret of not living fully, mm. you know? And so morning meditation or whatever meditation it is for a person, you don't have to get that deep, you know, do if you want to, but you just start in your mind, just remembering that and you have to kind of compress it a little bit because mm -hmm. it may have spanned five years right or like three months or something you can't you don't have that much time right so you just right. you just you you're going to find pieces of that that you feel mm -hmm. and just start living them the way that you would have liked them to be just imagining it and just do it and do it and go oh my gosh this was like kind of good i wasn't really there i i really wish i had lived that experience so now i'm going to remember it and I'm going to make it awesome. I mean, this is like, whoa, I hope nobody's like, you know, hope nobody can see, right? <laughs> you know, because you're just like, wow, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, wow, this is so amazing. You really get uh, into it. You really get into it, you know, and go, this is how I wanted it to be. I'm not even imagining how I want it to be. I'm mm -hmm. there again. I'm not thinking of it. I'm there. there. I'm, not, I'm not in the present. I'm there. I'm living it as I wanted it to be. And I'm letting go of the apprehension that I had that held me back. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just forgetting it and just do it over and over again. If you do it once and it's that, that's it, maybe over and over again, maybe you go back and visit. Sometimes I have found, which I didn't realize until just now talking about it, is that it can be replaced with the good version of the revision. 
That's right. So you like to go back and remember, oh, that was so great. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, and does it affect the present? There's a part of me that thinks, you know what? You wouldn't know. Yeah. It did and you don't know, you know? Um, Neville believed that it did change the past, literally. Um, some say that it it doesn't, but it doesn't really matter because it changes you and it changes your manifestational um, ability and experience point and, and point yeah. of view, your, your self-concept, your energy. And, um, and then of course that happens all through your timelines, all through your states of your, of your existence of, of your life. So, I mean, I would say revision changes everything, whether you experience it or not. You know, it's it's changing you. And yeah, I would say that especially for people who have things that they I mean, I don't want to make it sound negative because but let's just say something you regret. You you would have rather it been some other way. And it totally like if a person had like relationships. We're all adults with, here, like we yeah. all have things that we know we could have done differently or yeah. like better. Yeah. Like and so you wish you did, and and it's like yeah, and it it holds mm -hmm. you back mm -hmm. you know because you're remembering these experiences where you were not your most as, ideal version ideal version yeah. of yourself and, and in part you know it's a, the, the way you can kind of cheat with all of this which i think is so great is that so you hadn't these figured are out cheat codes yeah these, these are total cheat codes if you want to be like god Seriously. mode in like third in like earth plane like this is god <laughs> mode this is god mode cheat codes <laughs> that'd be great that'd be like the next one we'll call it god mode cheat codes yeah so like if you go to the god funny. mode cheat code is that as you become more awake as you become as you're doing that um you can go back and revision to moments where you were not and you can live them just fully from your consciousness now. Yeah. You know? And and so, it can take a good number of tries. It, you may have to work at it for a while, but it's you should be able to enjoy that because mm -hmm. it may uncover even deeper and other things. I mean, I noticed that too, where so much of my past comes up that I've got to revise, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But and it's like. I don't ever want, okay, so for a minute there, my manifestation practice was feeling like work. And I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't want that. Like I got really caught up in like affirming, not that it's not a good technique or it can like, you saying affirmations can like create a neural pathway and it can move you into a state, right? But for me, I think I, when I look at like my learning style, like my astrology, all of that stuff, I think that a mixture of a couple of different things is more my speed and for it to feel very relaxed feels really good to me. So the way that I've been revising specifically is through scripting actually is like through like writing out the memory as if like I would yes. have liked to have, you know, and then reading it over and over and over and over and over. Like whenever I'm really drowsy, I'll open up this book and I'll read like my revisions. And I think that that gives them like the ability to, cause it's really making use of that drowsy state. I have a lot of Virgo in my astrology chart, which is very like snappy, like very analytical, very like um, mental verbal. So 
I think that that lends itself really well to sometimes like affirming, tapping, you know, kind of like doing things like that, but also uh, writing has, you know, and I've, I think that within that there's been always in my life, this like desire to be, or like pressure to be on all the time, which is yeah. not really a thing. It's like, doesn't actually exist outside of me. Right. It's just something that I do, you know, or something that I am like have been afflicted with, but now I really have come to fully embrace and like almost give myself over to that really drowsy state but I like visualizing I like scripting I like affirming and you know I come from kind of like a witch like a witchy background anyway so I have like my candles and my oils and my incense and I love how all of this stuff pairs together knowing that ultimately like the techniques aren't really what's manifesting yes I am but I just love having all of those little like practices and little things and you know going into like that more like weightless formless type like quiet presence is what I think you're calling it and yes. um and you know kind of remembering too to come back into my body with a lot of this stuff and like anchoring it in my body feels really good because I think otherwise it can be kind of dissociating you know like doing breath work taking a walk like going swimming, like really um, moving for me has been very helpful in terms of like, you know, continuing to move a lot of this stuff that is, because you do purge when you trans, or maybe that's a limiting belief, I don't know, but you do purge when you, I purge when I transition across states. Like when I can tell that I've moved from one dimensional place or whatever to another, I'm like, oh shit, you know, and sometimes there'll be frequently car stuff, you know, that's a theme, though I'm trying not to form an assumption about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, getting like physically sick or just feeling wobbly, which for me, eating chicken has been one of the most helpful things, weirdly, to uh, stabilizing myself when I'm in that wobbly state of being. I think that collagen, uh, which is basically like fascia, like elastin, yeah. you know. I think that our fascia in our bodies and like the energy meridians and things like that that flow through them, if there is astrology, right, I think that's where it's happening. I think that we are like, it's literally like stardust. And so when we can eat chicken, even though, you know, maybe I in an ideal world, we wouldn't have to, but we can kind of like replenish and then settle more into a state. I think states are to be grounded into and like fully occupied, you know? Yeah. And anyway. I think, and it's one thing about like Neville is we have to realize that, you know, Neville was just a badass manifester. And so mm -hmm. he makes it all sound so simple, you know, but right. it really, it really, uh, it may be, you know, many things are simple, but they're difficult to do you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think our physical practice definitely does change, you know, like to me, um, if I, if it truly was in harmony with nature, if it truly was healthy, how do I put it? Like, like I was vegan when I was younger for quite a while, you me know, too. 
And the thing is, I would love it. I wish, okay? I really do. I wish, you know? Sure. But on 3D Earth, nah. You yeah. know, I, I wish, but no, it doesn't. And and, and then, so that's the thing. I, I, you find that your physical practices change. Like I went from, well, like Stuart Wilde called it being a fringe dweller, where you have like a foot in the world and a foot out of it, like to be of this world, but not in it. And so totally. you're just sitting here, like you're, you're just kind of in that place of, of like silent presence and you're aware the magic is happening you have your intent, you want to manifest, you're revising, you realize each manifestation, some are instant, but some are also something that Neville Goddard didn't really talk about, but I think is very relevant is they're a path, you know, they're not a straight line. Like you have an intent to manifest and maybe you you're working on it for a while. Then you realize, wow, that's not for me. I don't really want it. Mm you know, and then you find I actually want this instead. So even the, even manifestation is not like, that's a path too. So it's one of the things is, uh, um, it's purifying your intent from that, from that center of I am, you know, where, you know, your imagine as, as never put it, like your, your imagination is God. And so you're sort of like, I use the word like purifying, but really it's more like you're, you're getting deeper into self and you're manifesting from there. And you realize that we manifest junk also. Like we try to manifest things that we don't. One of the hardest things to do is to let go of a manifestation that you've been like, mm, 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 mm. I mean, <laughs> you've really been working on, but you realize like, no, I, I, I don't, I don't want that. It's like, it can be hard to let go of one that, you've you've evolved past but mm -hmm. that was part of the evolutionary journey yeah was trying to manifest something you don't want totally no i think that like you know for one reason or another okay i think that if you desire something like in the pit of your belly like as your higher self, because I think the higher, there's nobody up there. It's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're that's, that's, here now. That's a hard you know one. I mean? so we have to, right? that's, that's one of the first steps is getting over that. You're like, yeah. it's here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I think that um, for me, like, okay. So, you know, I haven't necessarily been with this long enough to have had like many of those experiences, but I have been because I was lacking at times in my life, like discipline, consistency, something that Neville considers to be like persistence, right? I have not um, always been the most persistent uh, growing up and like felt like I had this like, oh, well, I might as well fucking give up and rah, 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 you know, have that have had that tape playing at times, right? So yeah, to, yeah. You know, just in the last couple of months, right, of having these kind of like specific ideas of what I want my life to look like, you know, and I'm kind of like, I'm not giving up. Fuck that. I want what I want and I want it. And that means that I'm going to have it. And you know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, it's totally different from how I'm used to operating as someone who was also once vegan, was, you know, committed to having a terrible time on the prison planet while, you know, 
also kind of like secretly pining for this like other place. I mean, you know, it's like the whole thing, right? And so, you know, I've kind of, I've gotten to that space where I'm like, no, I want what I want. It's happening. It's happening with authority. And like, it's okay if it takes a little bit of time. I think that it's true that there is once um, you impress the subconscious, there's a bridge of incidents that can take months or years yeah. to play out. So I think being patient and persistent and not double-minded and like having that, like knowing that you've impressed your subconscious with what you want. Like, I feel like when I talk about it, it almost sounds harsh, right? It sounds yes, like yes. I'm being harsh with myself, but I really think it's like giving myself it's that's actually self-love. It's like giving myself the gift of the father, right? That's like the thing is like, I'm being like, no, like I'm going to use my consciousness to like, you know, kind of like shift myself into the version of myself that has the future and the life that I want, you know? And like, I feel like there's like at times in the past, I would have kind of like shuddered at that. Right. Or like, I would have felt like, geez, this, this woman is so harsh like there's like a but it's the father energy like that's what this is like for me is like a you know maybe a healing or like a like a resurrecting of like my own like little my own masculine energy that can like you know use my consciousness in a way that allows yeah. me to be provided for have what i need and you know, achieve whatever my aims are. So even if I don't quote unquote manifest what it is that I'm trying for right now, I'm not even really looking at that as an option. And I'm just like, nope, you know, like, you know, it's already done, like blah, blah, whatever. And then as soon as I'm in the Sabbath, I think I'll know. And then the bridge of incidents will play out. Like that's, I just have that like implicit faith because I think I've been kind of like training myself and this all feels like training. Like it feels like I'm training on like personal specific things for now so that when I need to, like you said, door slam on a hellish 3D if I need to, then I'll be able to do that because I will have spent this time like, you know, really cultivating my mind and bringing discipline, you know, because it takes discipline to prune the vine, right? Oh, it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you have a teacher like Neville... I mean, when right. I, he lived as long as he was supposed to, you know, but he left mm -hmm. and he left so much material, left a lot of great books and endless audio recordings. And oh, yeah. I, know, I, I know one day video is going to show up. I, I've intended that. I know it's going to, many have, there will be video one day that we will find, you know, it'll be uncovered. Um, yeah. Hopefully but, it will be original and not AI. Oh, it'll be, it'll be original. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent original. Cause there's so much Neville AI now, which I kind of think is sort of neat, but it's creepy. So I want the real thing, you know? Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah. Totally. And I think that, uh, it's sort of like if one has ever done something like it could be, I'll just use an example, like, um, uh, something physical. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like a master that can do it, you know, let's say like, uh, you could say, uh, you know, karate, you could say Aikido, you could say a lot of uh, dance, mm. some, some extreme physical art, you know, 
And when you start, if there's the sensei or the master, you know, they make it look easy. You know, uh, like I, I, I like Aikido and a Aikido master, let's say somebody who's been at it forever and is, and is exceptionally talented, they just float around like a Buddha and just throw everyone all over the studio laughing, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, but um, then you try it and just standing in a basic strong stance and moving is like you're falling over. It's hard. Totally. You know, um, so the masters are great because they leave a trail for us so that a path so that we know how to get there. They left a trail for us. It's, it's a path. It's so wonderful. And I think the thing is with Neville is that he was a master and you could say like, we're not. And so sometimes there's such a gap that mm. it can be hard because all you're doing is you're seeing Neville manifest and hearing him talk about things. You're seeing the Aikido master, but you're like, well, crap, I'm just, you know, I just showed up with my little like manifestation white belt here, you know, yeah. and I'm like, uh, you know, uh, and so I think that people need to be easy on their themselves and just totally. realize that it is a path of mastery, you know, and you test it and it does work, but you know, that's like where uh, Joseph Murphy comes in so in handy yeah, because he totally. really, he's a lot more, I'd say personable and there's a lot of lectures in his own words and stuff. And there's, he wrote a lot of great books. And I think I sometimes, yes. Murphy. Oh, which one is that? The, the coffee stains, the miracle oh. power of your mind complete with the golden Illuminati pyramid. Yes. It's kind of interesting. You know, it's like, I think that like they're kind of some of these guys, maybe more Joseph Murphy than Neville Goddard is more part of like that white square that we hear about. Like, mm, you know square. what I mean? Like on the checkerboard, you know how there's like the black square yeah, and the white square. Like, I think that Joseph Murphy is like a white hat. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. he's very initiated, but also like devoted to revealing like the truth oh, yeah. of like oh yeah you know. well joseph uh joseph um murphy and neville they knew each other they I did mean, they had the same teacher who yeah, was a Abdullah. kabbalist yeah like an ethiopian kabbalist and yeah i'd love to find more information About Ab on Abdullah. Abdullah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well there's a book that supposedly uh has some of his history it's called like there was a potter or something like that mm. and uh i i have it somewhere i have not gotten through it i'm uh i don't know if it's like legit or not but yeah abdullah existed but we don't know that much that's one of the greatest you know it's funny that's i think right. one, of, one of the great ways to really get into the the law is um neville goddard's lecture on abdullah and barbados Yes, you are, you are in, in Barbados. Barbados, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, ah, uh, and that's when, so the thing I remember is that uh, Neville also struggled too. He, he had to learn and he did, and he was in the midst of a great teacher of it. And, um, you know, we're, we're, I think one of the cool things to think about is you are part of that lineage. Your mm -hmm. teacher is Abdullah, mm -hmm. ultimately. 
You know what I mean? That is deep. And you know what? It's crazy too, because I think every single fall or like, you know, end of like late summer, early fall, I come into like new teachings, right? Like in, I think in 2020 and 2021, it was really understanding. Well, to be honest, it was really understanding some of the spiritual bad stuff that like happens and really dealing with the likes of like, inorganic entities and and beings and you know kind of having to like keep my space clean in a whole new way and like really was dealing with a lot of like needing to do psychic self-defense and like sort of like dark arts training in like 2020 and then 2021 but then in 2022 somewhere in there I discovered Steiner and like read everything I could get my hands on and listened to like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of material. And then this year it's been Neville and Joseph Murphy. And I really feel like I'm here to stay for a minute like this, because it's something that you have to apply. It's like, there is a application aspect of anthroposophy and Steiner and that path, you know, and I think it's really interesting to just, you know, if I might nerd out for a second. Oh, good. Yeah. You combine them, right? If you think about like the mystery of Golgotha or like the, you know, crucifixion in anthroposophy, like as it's portrayed and how like Jesus going through that crucifixion process, you know, which Steiner does recognize that there was a crucifixion and an ascent, you know, um, And then kind of like how now what humanity has to do in the rise of sort of like this aramonic antichrist, I guess, is to be reborn in like the human heart, which is sort of like the viewed as the Christ return and anthroposophy is something connected to like Jesus and the sun, you know, so as like a bridge between or not a bridge between, but like there's this polarity of like, you know, Armon and Lucifer and in the middle is the Christ stream and it like flows through the human heart as like the untouched place. And so to combine like the purity of heart and that sort of like, that's what I tap into when I'm in quiet presence. Right. And to combine that with some of this stuff, like the Jesus Christ that's in the human imagination and, you know, how I and the father are one and to really just like, you know, it's like, I just, the more that I think about it, the more that I think I'm just like an esoteric Christian, you know, at the end of the day, I feel mm-hmm. like I've taken the the Christ pill, you know, and I think it's alive in me and it's alive in you. And then I go outside and it's like alive in the river and you know, it's alive. Oh, in the yeah. Trees and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's just, the difference is you're just not putting the, the, the Christ outside of yourself. Right. And, it's, and it's the thing yeah. is, is once it's internalized, then you actually, I believe you really do see it externalized. Exactly. I totally agree. And, um, and I think that, Okay, so one of my favorite revisions, I guess I kind of I do have to go a little bit soon, but um, I but I did want to share with you that one of my favorite revisions is remembering in my Delulu false memory, whatever, remembering that my friend when in 2015 gave me 
this book, the Neville Reader and a Florence Scovel Shin book. And so in my revision, I have it so that I've actually been doing oh, this yes. for years. And so there are things that I'm remembering that just were positive things that just came about because question mark, you manifest what you are and I'm nice. And so sometimes there'll be like a positive miraculous thing that happens along the way before Neville, right? So I've imagined that these were things that I came up with through like the state akin to sleep or affirming or imagining. Yeah. Like I kind of, so that I can kind of indoctrinate myself into thinking that I'm like a master of the law. Right. And that yes. I've been doing this for eight years and, Oh, it's so easy for me now. And like, life is easy because I've discovered this and I've been doing this. So it's just this, like, and it's been working like that's been naturally like speeding things up. So I just, there's no real limit, I think, to what we can do, especially when we use our discipline and like when we use our mind in a way that's mostly like not double-minded, like thinking, yeah, from the end or from a place of already being that version of ourselves that maybe is already in the new dimension and what might that look like and, you know. Yeah. And, and you're, and you're already there let's think that's truly like nonlinear manifestation and thinking. I mean, it is, it absolutely is. And, and that's the case. I mean, um, because manifestation ultimately is not linear. Mm. Yeah. Know? It's not. And time is a farce. And so if you think about it, like, okay, so this is what, this is part of my problem, Craig, is that, I have been studying cycles of time throughout like history, whatever that is at this point, who fucking knows, but like <laughs> I've been studying cycles of time and like have been very attached to cycles of time, you know, because of my work. And now I'm like, well, shit, who cares? Like, you know, now we're on now time, you know, and yeah. kind of like the lecture that he did, the Pearl of Great Price, where yes. he you have to sell it like astrology. You have to sell it tarot. You have to sell it. Like, you know, I used to like douse a lot with like pendulums, sell it. It's happening. So, you know what I mean? Like you have to really oh, yeah. sell it and like go all in Yeah. on like you as the creating power, like in your universe. And so I think for me, like, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard to reconcile those two things, but honestly, it's way easier than you think. I've just become kind of like a little bit more detached from astrology. Like people still want it from me, so I'll dip into it, but I'm like mostly, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting because I, I love it. Those archetypes are part of us and, you know, we can't necessarily, I think, like extricate ourselves from our cosmos but we can spin that shit in our favor any day of the week. I think, I mean, that's been my experience so far of like not giving the planet so much power over like feeling like that, like, you know, feeling like it's pulling me or like, um, you oh, know, yeah. right. You know what I'm talking about? It goes oh, back to when I, in the beginning, when I was talking about that, like hormonal, emotional feeling mm -hmm. like very involved with it all, yeah. you know? And that the, the, had yeah. to go by the wayside for me. And I think that that 
type of energy was keeping me more tethered to astrology, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, the prolate great price, that's one that like uh, I just a, a warning label on that one, it will piss you off, you know. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I mean some of this you're is like, no because like, you're like, how dare you? That's my, you know. Uh yeah. But yeah, the Pull a Great Price, um, you can hear that in, in Neville's own words, that lecture's out there. Um, so you can hear Neville speak that one. Uh, Brian Scott did a good reading. And, yeah, uh, you I think can, I listened to that. Yeah, and um, that's the thing. You do have to sell it, you know, but you gain everything. But but selling it costs nothing and you gain everything. And uh, yeah. it, the Pull a Great Price, like, yeah, printing shares revision, Pull a Great Price, just to hear Neville speak those things is so powerful. Oh, you get pissed. You're like, no, that's my privilege. That's mine. You're not taking it. I'm not going to sell it. You old man, F you, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but like, I felt that. I've literally yes. like, a good teacher will put you through those fucking paces and not yeah. like, that's the thing. And I think that I've totally been in that like disillusioned. This doesn't work. This isn't real. You know? Mm -hmm. space i've been there well think about the something that's and i know you got to go i know the, what what gets me that sparks me when you mention mm -hmm. that is um we one of the reasons why we have to do this material and why it's important to know that you can manifest what you want you can be at peace in the midst of well you you are at peace if you decide to be you know yeah. Um, and you're manifesting and why it changes your energy. Life changes. So much begins to happen. Um, as I think right now, uh, Western civilization, which we're both sitting in, it's I think laughing. that with like the Pluto return, speaking yeah. of, you know, especially that speaking of, you know, astrology and things, but I think we're going through a, for many reasons, a, um, you might say like a, dark night of the soul like a like near-death experience like western civilization is it has to and now i lose the words for it but mm. it's like the western civilization is having to go through introspection and a change like it's not a unipolar earth anymore it's a multipolar things are changing we're in the midst of a changing cycle yeah and the west has to this is it the west has to do its shadow work you know, I think the Western mindset Absolutely. is being forced to do its shadow work and realizing like, you know, you're not just completely right, no matter what, because you're American, like that's <laughs> bullshit. You know, you need to yeah. like, you know, um, and so I think that that is happening. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've had to re not revise recently, but that I've had to feel mm -hmm. transmute is that. You can't take on, this is an important thing for people, I think, you cannot take on all of the Western shadow because that is a because that is a collective thing. Fuck that. I'm not taking on any of that. Yeah. And you have to take it all on because it's it. you probably don't think that way anyhow. Right. You know what I mean? But a lot do. Mm -hmm. And I think right now we're at a time where the Western shadow is being forced to be addressed and reconciled and dealt with. But you've right. got a little bit of it. Everyone's got a, at least I did, or I do, a little bit, you know? I think that, like, and the desire for, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's it fun. Yeah, when you transmit that bit that's yours, mm -hmm. then you're going to be free and you can keep moving. But mm -hmm. just realize that we're in a time of the collective shadow having to be reconciled. Most will not. 
but right. you can, but you can do your bit that you have if you do, and you can keep moving, mm-hmm. and you just that train wreck is fucked, you know. Right. But where you're heading is much much different. Even if even if I'm not really even sure what it looks like, I feel it, and that's something I connect to when I started re- getting into the material and really yeah. rocking it. Don't know where we're going, but it's good. Exactly. I feel that. And, you know, I don't mean that like, it's weird. I don't look upon like Western ideas, Western, whatever, as like an entirely bad thing. Like I don't have any American exceptionalism in me truly, but I also could see how like, okay, like I've seen this in my spiritual life a lot, like how I naturally was kind of pushed or like Uh, was led sort of to gravitate towards Eastern ideals and Eastern Mm -hmm. ideas, right? Where I think like, okay, obviously like I'm a whitey. Okay. My ancestors Mm -hmm. are Western, you know? Um, And I think that like in connecting with that and like connecting with like Western, specifically Western magic and how I see kind Mm -hmm. of like, um, Neville's material doesn't really belong anywhere. It's not Western. It's not Eastern. I think it is a little bit more Western though, because it is based on like the things that you desire to experience a little bit, you know, it can kind of be a little bit more Western, but I feel like when I started doing this, you know, rewriting like my own subconscious sort of like, you know, dabbling more with that, um, I felt like, I was doing the most shadowy shadow work of like my life when I first started and when like my universe reacted and responded in a way where I was like, cause you know, when you first go in there to like turn the lights on and to like scatter the roaches or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, Ooh, you know, it can be really like, wow, I've been believing like this, this, and this my whole life. And oh my God, fuck, like that's so limiting. I'm wearing it like a fucking, you know, like a headdress. It's so limiting, you know, and constricting and man, it feels nice to take that off. But now I don't know exactly how to be. So I'm just like, you know, just, (laughs) I think that um, this process of like transitioning from the old man, as Neville calls it, to the new man, like really allowing yourself to go through that process of transformation and like allowing your, like the renewing of your mind. That's fucking shadow work. Unlike I've ever experienced. And I've always been like a little bit more like internally negative, like kind of set at cynical. Right. So to kind of be circling that drain all my life of like, Oh, I'm doing shadow work, but really I'm just emotionally masturbating, you know, (laughs) like, so I think, um, yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense of like the Western shadow with the Pluto return and all of that stuff. And like the need to have, I mean, it's not happening in my, in my universe. For some reason I go to work and, you know, I, like at the, my little jobby job at the front desk of the hotel, you know, and then I go to my schooly school, my massage therapy school. And it's very much like everybody's kind to one another. You know, there's not really, I'm not having people beating each other up in front of me at fucking Walgreens. Cause I'm not going to be in a Walgreens most likely, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, 
I'm not observing what I'm seeing on Twitter. Yes. Or X or whatever, you know. Yeah. And and that's the thing with this material is that and that's a, something people will will I'm coming to, and I think people do come to, is that yeah. you really are manifesting your own experience. And then you get into uh, the great one, uh, Neville's lecture about uh, the tickets to get to go to Aida. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Like, So he had to go get tickets, and somebody tried to, like, rob the place. It's this whole, like, Walgreens experience happened around him. But mm. because his intent was so powerful, and he knew he, who he was and what he was doing, the situation served him. And he ended up getting it, it. If people haven't heard it, I'll put it. I'll send it to you. I'll put it in the oh, show yeah. notes. It's a it's a Neville and Aida where he was in basically like a Walgreens freakout. But of course, it's Neville, badass manifester. He was like even this even the thief is sent mm -hmm. to serve you. You know, yeah. Well, having so, that foundational belief of like, no, really, everything does work out for me. Yes, that's what that like brings up, you know, and that's like the healthy self-concept thing. And I swear to God, like, especially in my generation, right? I was born in 91. I think that people are entrained to hate themselves, like yes. legit. And that's why you see so many millennials with like these raging, like not only like leaky guts, but also like mental health issues, right? Like there's just like this like rampant, mm. socially acceptable self-loathing and then we wonder why nothing changes, you know, just on any level, yeah. right? And it's and because the self-concept of humanity right now is shite, you know? It, so. it sucks. It sucks ass. It does, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, well, Neville, wanna, as he put forth, and he did say, and I can't remember if I read it or he said it, but um, he does quote that biblical line, you know, those who do not know me injure themselves and love death. You know, and ultimately he's talking about your human, your imagination, you that I am. If you don't know yourself, you don't know God, don't know, don't know God, don't know yourself. So mm -hmm. he was saying to not have that knowledge is to worship death and hate yourself. And it's like, and you know, I don't think to grasp all that Neville is speaking of, you don't need the Bible. I think we'll, I think that we won't maybe even quote that in the future per se. Mm -hmm. It's fine if it's here now, but like, it served him, but like there's lines in there that are so damn powerful, mm. you know, like that one, like those who do not know me, don't know self, don't know I am, injure themselves and, and worship death. it and love death. It's interesting yeah. too, because Neville was very conflicted on the world. And I think like his teachings changed a lot, like from yes. the 30s to the 70s. He said that you view the world as you are, right? Yes. And he also said that the world is full of dead people. Like everybody's world, dead yes. except for the people that are alive, right? And so I think like, you know, there's a little bit of like a, that's a, you know, that's a schism, I guess. And I'm like trained, I feel like just, in, it's in my nature to like look for these types of schisms within like ideologies. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, maybe... He started from, you know, everybody is dead here to the, you see the world as you are. Like maybe that was also oh, sort of yeah. like a, a process that he had to kind of 
travel through states or whatever to get through, you know? Yeah. And it reminds me of where he talks about how he could stop time, how he could like, he could enter a scene and like stop it. And like the birds would stop in the sky and everything. He, he actually could, you know, stop reality in a way. And I so- think we're headed there. I think like we are like uh, within the, within the next like 10 to 15 years, I feel that people will be able to, well, I think this all also explains why like they, them, whatever, whoever they are, want to inject everybody with shit, you know, uh, so that we can't, you know, do these things. But I think the, these things and greater will ye do, right? That idea of like, if you have like the faith of a mustard seed, then you can turn to the mountain and say, move and it will move, you know, in my name, oh, yeah. whatever, right? Uh, I think that we're like, coming up on like those times like and that's just based on like my own like physical experience like being hit by a fucking car like a couple weeks ago and still being very much fine and walking around and not just bouncing back like strangely quickly in the last couple years like feel that i'm like aging in reverse or like there's something something going on there yeah something happens with yeah yeah, something happens and it's true you and this is where Neville says put it to the test. And that would be what I would, you know, just, mm-hmm. I'm working on it myself. That's so long. Yeah. It's put it to the test because it's not just what you intend and you want to manifest that you will create. It is that you'll get hit by a fucking car and you'll bounce in the air and land. Right. And you'll be like, yeah, and shit. Nah, it's nothing. You know, It'll be I, like, oh, I'll just yeah. ride home and like yeah, take I'm a good. bath and watch a movie and then wake yeah. up the next day and give three massages. And yeah. And that is all I can tell the people is if you know this, you know, this, if you're getting there, you're getting there, but it's real. Like a car will yeah. hit you. You'll bounce in the, you know, <laughs> and you'll just be like, you'll be like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I think the lady that hit me like saw her whole legal life ahead of her. She was like, oh my God. And I was like, it's okay. I'm okay. Everybody's okay. And you know, sometimes things like that kind of creep on you, but that's they not do. happened in my experience with this. So yeah. And you're like, I'm good. I'm good. Then you like gave her a copy of like at your command, you know? You're like, <laughs> you're like, here you go. I'm good. Just- Here's the gospel. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that like she's since seen me riding my bike around my my town because when she hit me, she was pulling out of her driveway, and she's just like, I don't know how that girl is still standing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe in some other dimension, I died or something. Could like be, thing, absolutely but- could be. You know, and you know the thing is, you might be. In silent presence, you might be meditating. You might be revision. You might be in revision. There's going to be a time where you're. And you may see the version of you that died. Or that got you know? hurt, you know. Or that like, got hurt. Right. Or that, yeah, you're going to say, you know, yeah, you know. So Neville did it. And that's the thing. And I do realize that these things are beginning to happen to me, you know, where you will see or feel another version of yourself that's yeah. present. And it's just, yeah. It's real. So we'll, we'll see, like, let me know if you find a version of yourself that, you know, sprained an ankle or, or, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I swear you know. I started having like those intrusive thoughts of hurting my back because I think that there is a version yes. out there that hurt my back. So then I went to my best friend to have some body work done when I went home for Thanksgiving. I was like, Asher, well, 
you know, it's funny that he has a biblical name, but I was like, Asher, I need for you to basically like interrupt the thought pattern, you know, body yeah. work in conjunction with the Neville material is very powerful. I will say that. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's been so fun to have this chat and I've been really, in I feel very inspired on the Neville. Like I need yeah. any more inspiration for that type of thing. I've been like surfing that wave very hard. Like I never do anything halfway and I just like have been throwing myself like full on into it and it's been real fun. Yeah. I was great talking to you and everybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, everyone go to Meredith lucky stars.net. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes, you know, uh, get yourself a 2024, you know, uh, uh, reading. Um, Unless and... you want to take the pearl of great price and then that's also fine. Yeah. If you want to, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I feel like I've, I work on the pearl of great price, but now I feel like the things that maybe I thought were, now it's fun it's weird but it freed me from the yeah. negative attachment of things totally you know so yeah you know if you have a probably great price you've you've, <laughs> you've you've taken it that's fine just enjoy one of meredith's charts because Aww. it's fun you It'll know it's fun. Yeah. yeah yeah do it because it's fun all right well you take care um Likewise. and uh i'll talk to you later Bye bye thank you